We should do a show, right? Lex is trying. <laughs> Technology won't stop, so <laughs> can't, can't stop. Other kids rebound. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, I tell you what, I've been, um, I'm trying to redo my website and let me tell you in the year of our Lord, uh, 2023, I don't remember how to do things. I'm, I was having this conversation with a friend this morning. We were talking about how we used to like making websites and now <laughs> nobody uh, makes websites anymore. Yeah. Nobody makes websites anymore. I mean, I know Lex does. Lex does his own little bespoke stuff, but I'm, I don't yes. know. I was trying to figure out, I am. I have a WordPress site that has like my books on it and other stuff that I do. And I just use as a general, you know, it's got a little blog on it that I use occasionally. And one of the, uh, the theme that I'm using, which is like, apologies to the word occasionally. <laughs> just <to> continue. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. but, that, but that's, I think that says Lex is, is a subscriber. So. Not, not oh, enough, yeah. not enough for you, Lex. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you're, that's I'm the, saying anytime that Dan has written something, I'm excited, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's not updated very frequently. I think no. one to twice, once to twice a year on average. <laughs> That seems not uncommon with authors, though. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Every author site that I look at, where it there's wasn't a, blog, a lot of words. There are very few. There are very few <laughs> entries. God, as if I don't already beat myself up for not writing enough. <laughs> Dan, I literally uh, just yeah, read your like, book. Why don't you try writing something, Dan? We do have some follow up because a listener had asked what John and I thought of All Souls Lost. I know I finished it. I don't know if John, if you finished it, but I, I really have not liked finished it. it. Yeah, it's my favorite of all Dan's books. And uh, I really enjoyed it so far. I was sitting on the beach this weekend reading it and laughing out loud like an idiot as people walk by with their dogs. <laughs> my, and they're like, what the, What my, book is that you're reading there? <laughs> my only complaints about the book are the following said, three things. I said the visual guide to Minecraft. <laughs> Number one complaint is uh, no sequel. Number two complaint is Ouch. not yet options into a TV series. Yeah, that's and my, my number complaint. three complaint is that I keep uh, I kept on picturing the character of Lucifer from the TV series Lucifer, who is very much not this character, who's no. also named Lucifer, and it was uh, I had to keep on telling my brain stop picturing that guy, which you kept trying to do. Tom, that's he, more of he's my very handsome, so I I can't blame you for that. Yeah. But Dan, you were saying that you hate making websites. I do love making websites. If I could find a way to actually oh make money God, making websites, I'd probably do that. But I love it. <laughs> I think yeah, challenge... I don't think you can make money making websites anymore, can you? No, no. I mean, not a lot. I mean, it's difficult. The, the challenge for me is like I used to make this stuff by hand, and I'd never been great at like the aesthetic part of it. Like I can mm. yeah, put together either. like the obviously nuts and bolts, fine. But like, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> you look doesn't at look any great. of my websites, <laughs> but I so I you know I have an old WordPress theme that I'd sort of hacked, uh, you know, made my own like copy of and stuff but it relied on some technology like a plugin that you, you know this theme and the plugin have not been updated in years so i got to notice that there's like yeah. well it hasn't been updated a long like time the blog. It's, been, it's been removed from the wordpress directory and it probably has security vulnerabilities and i was like okay so it's probably oh, yeah, yeah. time to retire that yeah. uh and that is that is a pain though yeah um, it is a pain and like then i went and tried to figure out like you know i i picked some people's brains and tried to figure out like what's my best option here and eventually settled on like I'm going to try my hand at essentially using the built-in WordPress theme because it's fairly modular and you can do some like light design stuff in their new editor setup. So I managed to make a staging version of my site, like copy all of my stuff over, which is great. And so I have like a separate WordPress install where I can deploy, you know, like test stuff and make sure it looks okay before sending it eventually back to my real site. Um, but boy, uh, I was talking to, my, talking to this friend this morning and being like, I don't know if it's that like these tools are dumb and unintuitive or I have gotten dumber and more intuitive. And it's possible both. My guess is both. <laughs> I don't think you've gotten dumber. I, I really do think it's the tools. I think the tools suck. It's just very, I find it very, very confusing and unintuitive. And I feel like I have to yeah. sit down and like I don't, take a course on it or something. You mean, <laughs> like, you I don't mean word, the, the WordPress, the WordPress part of it the or, block, or yeah. other WordPress has this yeah. thing called the block editor now, and I can see. Oh my see god, I hate totally, the block editor. I know, so do I, and I can see what they're going for with it. I get it. Like most people don't want to write HTML, um, but at the same time, I struggle a lot with trying to like. I'm just trying to fit like they have templates and they have blocks, and you can make reusable blocks, but that's different from a template or a template part. And I'm just like, my eyes start to glaze over, and I just yeah. get so tired right. 
And I was like, I'm just trying to make a very simple website. And I'm sure there are better tools, but I have so much, uh, you know, technical buy-in on the WordPress side that it's the idea of burning that to the ground and starting over is like, no, I can't do that. It's just too much. You need to, you know, spin out your own movable type. (laughs) I see. I've seen what madness that leads us to. <laughs> like I, 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 it's. I would not make my own blog software today. I've done it probably three times, um, and because you know that's what developer type people do. You're like, oh, I'm gonna I, just I've, make a brand new thing. I've made at least but, two or three, but they were all like 20 years ago. Right, and so I mean, I, I would likely use WordPress today. I've helped other people set up WordPress sites. It is super annoying. The block editor is annoying. All of it's annoying. Um, there are plug. I mean, you know, I every time I set one up, there are, there's a plugin, or at least there's probably more than one, but that you can install to turn that off. Yes, right. the problem with that is like I want to do the. I actually want the design part where it's like I want to set up columns and I want to do this and like you know if you just go back to sort of the classic editor then I have to do all that in HTML and I feel like I'm running yeah. back into the same issues I had in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Everything's a pain. The web, the web was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just <laughs> let us sit there with our blink tags and our animated <laughs> GIFs and when never got any better. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. So there we are. Well, that's what, that's with, my current technical that. project. Yeah, thanks. Good luck with that. Um, have you tried Blogger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's always Squarespace too, man. I'm just saying. I don't. I. You know what? I'm cheap, and I already pay for a Linode where I host all this software, and uh, I You're don't want that cheap. More money. Well, well, he's yeah. using the cheapest Linode. <laughs> I am not anymore because I. <gasps> you upgraded. I told you this because when I tried to run, I was running out of RAM all the time. So I think I finally said like, all right, well, yeah, double it. I said like, like daddy big bucks over here. Let's get two gigabytes Let of RAM ride. instead of one gigabyte. Daddy big bucks. <laughs> you writing that down? That better be a title. Oh, oh yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> In my fantasy book. Uh, the from that, You know, from that musical, Little Orphan Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> silent carl little orphan silent mm-hmm. carl please <laughs> it's a, it's called a musical there's no singing <sighs> right, uh, well. i guess it's a quiet week in technology we have nothing to talk about did you see um apple well, i've been on a beach today? for five days so, you know, <laughs> uh, i think you mean you've been an island for five years <laughs> <laughs> i wish florida was an island <laughs> Um, what have we what the, have we seen much which one likes a, which bad Apple news? on uh, Tuesday of this week published the 2023 App Store Award finalists and whenever it does one of those stories stories I got to go look and say hey who are these app finalists and how many of them have I heard of and the answer is some <laughs> <laughs> That's the best Am answer I in there did I make it uh flighty is one that I use and like Duolingo I'm aware of all trails had not heard oh, of I but that's that is Duolingo that's one of the do you, how, how do you use Duolingo? Does that really work for you? Are you learning languages with it? I, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I will say, good. I will say yes, because right. the one, I mean, for for the most part, I'm using it to like refresh myself about languages that I've learned in the past and have let mm-hmm. slip. So it's always hard to tell, like, you know, I'm relearning stuff that I already knew. Um, that seems not as exciting, but I am also doing Spanish, which I had never taken before. And I, I can definitely speak a little bit more Spanish than I could. And I only, you know, I do, I do like probably five minutes of three languages a day. No, I don't really like 10 minutes of each of, of oh, three languages bad. a day. That's pretty great, actually. Uh, yeah. I was, um, well, they, they, you know, there's a lot of in- <laughs> incentivization. It's, it's and I finally, right? I finally sprung for the, you know, the, the membership thing, like, which is not, you know, for, for, as far as these things go it's not that cheap but i think it's worth it because it was a thing that i was using like every every morning when i got up and then right before i went to bed um so i thought you know that's worth spending the 80 bucks or whatever it is i think it's something like that and uh because i'm using it all the time and it's a real pain in the ass to, to do the hearts thing where you, you make a mistake <laughs> you lose a heart and then you, know, you get five mistakes for the day Oh wow! Yeah, it's a. So <laughs> all, like, all I, need this, like, I need stuff. more mistakes. I need more mistake privileges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know and that's part of learning. You know, that's part of learning anything is making yeah, of mistakes. Course. Yeah. So, so I, you know, if you're going to do it, I think it's best to commit to to paying for it. Yeah. It works a heck of a lot better that way. I was um, 
in these these App Store awards, I was intrigued that uh, none of the iPhone Game of the Year finalists are part of Apple Arcade. They have a separate category, that's why. Yeah, but it's... There's an it's, Apple Arcade Game of the Year finalist. But doesn't that seem... I don't know. Something about it seems odd. I, I would well, like some of the Apple Arcade games to be some of the games of the year. I, I get that yeah, they're trying to get, avoid. I, yeah, I, d- I don't yeah, think right. they want to look wanna like make your, all you want to make your own yeah. game. Like, yeah, your, all your our games of the year game. are Apple Arcade games. Right. Amazing. Yeah, I'm amazed that they have both Apple Watch app and TVOS apps of the year. <laughs> some, to me, those are not things well, that I. No, I don't know. I, I mean, there must be some. I guess is the answer. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know any of those. <laughs> the Apple TV app of the year or the Apple Watch app of the year. I'm also fascinated by the cultural impact finalists. That seems like a thing you'd be fascinated by. I don't know. I'm just. I'm interested in. Uh, it's an interesting well, category because it seems to be targeting like, you know, they mentioned specifically diversity. Uh, yeah, there's there's one app that really sticks out in that category to me, and I'm like, I don't quite understand it. But Copilot for simplifying personal finance. I don't yeah. know exactly how that's well, cultural impact, but sure. I think okay. there is an argument about like you know financial inequality and stuff like Fair. that, and that that that's something that can be helpful to people who you know don't really have experience managing their finances, and that's an important thing. But yeah, I agree oh, with actually, you. It's I've sort played, of the I've one I've heard all of there. these. I've played all these Apple Arcade games of the year. Really, I don't think oh, I've yeah. played any of them. Yeah, I don't think I played any of the games for me here. at all. Um, Hello, Hello Kitty was actually <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> dumb fun. I mean, it's you know, it's like um, oh gosh, now I can't remember the name. You know the the Nintendo game that everybody everybody plays. Oh, Animal um, Crossing. Animal Crossing. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and it's very similar to that, but it's also free and it's on. The <laughs> but and you get you know you get to see the Hello Kitty characters and they're very cute. Um, and then Stitch. Stitch is a great just like you know that's a great end of the end of the night game oh is like it really as, as you're lying there in bed just like yeah i i didn't right. install quite, stitch on your recommendation um it's there's there's no like you know there's a there's a thing that you're stitching um and there's you know it's a little bit of a puzzle solving thing but it's not like it's super complicated and yes, it's yes, not like there's huge rewards or anything so that i kind of like there's another game there's the I think I talked about this before, but the J- rural Japanese wife game. I can't remember. That's ex- the exact name. Rural Japanese <laughs> sort of build as yeah. as a as a very Zen type type game where you know it's very peaceful and it's simple and it is, but you also do have to build up a lot of. I mean, you end up the goal of the game is to sort of like you build up a farm and you have a dog and you have like. <laughs> things that you do like you're growing trees and things like that and it starts out very easy and then and then as you get going it's like oh my god i have to water all these things all day long and i <laughs> yeah I, feed I, the dog and i have to feed the chicken and then and then suddenly i'm doing this game where i'm running around like crazy trying to finish everything yes, i don't this is it. paul f tompkins complaint about animal crossing <laughs> that you're simply signing up mm-hmm. for fake chores instead of doing your real ones <laughs> yeah i and i understood it like you know when it first came out you know my wife played it and i played a little bit and you know going to other people's islands was kind of fun like that that multi-person thing but yeah any game that is predicated on the idea of like i've got to do chores i yeah I just quickly nope out of well i don't think i don't too, think at the animal tiring. crossing there's anything with animal crossing though there isn't anything bad that happens if you don't do them right you right. just don't progress i think stuff yeah. gets like Whereas overgrown eventually i was afraid but... my puppy was gonna die <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't need that i, I assume don't need that, that doesn't happen because i didn't i didn't get that far but like i like that sort of seems scary to me these games are like blackmail games to me i think that's the thing mm-hmm. i think that puts me off on it is like oh you know you better do this or something bad will happen and I don't need that anxiety in my life. Plus, I think the other part of it, well, especially with games like Animal Crossing, is to me, um, the only way they end is if your interest just peters out. And that, to me, is depressing. Like, there's no... Yeah. You can't win. You can't finish. You can't even finish the game, right? There's no mm. end. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I think there are things you can do in Animal Crossing that get you to, like, you have completed, like, a milestone or or something. Yeah, but think, yeah, right. Yeah, you get you get some rewards like, for doing stuff. I just finished, I finished playing Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation, and, like, I finished it. I finished the story. I finished the side <laughs> missions. I went and got all the, like, trophies or whatever. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, so I feel good about it. It's like I got my, especially for me, 
it's like a money's worth thing where it's like, you know, yeah. I paid my 60, 70 bucks or whatever. And I played it for, I don't know, three weeks or something like that. Uh, and yeah. I, you know, got a lot of hours of enjoyment out of playing it for like my, my three weeks of playing. And I did, did all the milestones. I'm sorry, did you say you finished, did you say you finished all the side quests and everything? I finished everything. A hundred percent. Finished a hundred percent of the game. hundred wow. percent plus wow. all the trophies. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. I mean, but I did, it, it honestly felt weirdly like less demanding on my time than the previous game for some reason i don't know if it's just because okay. i knew it, the but last like, game i think yeah. i finished all of like that where i did everything was probably super mario world <laughs> I, wow I, I can't think of the last time i i'm not sure i've fin- ever finished a game in that fashion i, d- I, I don't mean, know like, i i, I, I played hit- i played breath of the wild for hours and hours and hours but i'm sure i haven't finished everything yeah, there, and, and there's definitely other same ones with, you know tears of the kingdom yeah like uh, i was playing ghost of tsushima which i haven't finished all the story i finished the main story but not like the expansion but also there's like you can go and get all these like you know vanity items like cosmetic items or whatever it's mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm not doing that like i did <laughs> i finally, have my limits i did finally finish crossing the road and crossy road that took a while but that was that was a good one for me. Wow. no okay why <laughs> <laughs> to get, get to the, the other, other side, side. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking I of things that we all agree on oh I'm sorry Dan go ahead I have follow up but it can wait until after something we agree on we all agree okay. on ZocDoc you guys <laughs> absolutely uh, you know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet the exact piece of hardware you were looking for the one all the great reviews told you about and it's available in your country and you can get it on the next day with next day delivery so why is it that you can get the most random niche thing from around the world in just two days but if you want to see a good doctor it can take forever to get an appointment not to mention how do you know if they're even good thankfully there's zocdoc a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews many with appointments available within 24 hours zocdoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online we're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists you can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for the docs have all been verified uh the docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients not bots and the average wait time to see a doctor booked on zocdoc is between just 24 and 48 hours that's it you can even get same day appointments once you find the doc you want you can book them immediately with just a few taps so no more waiting awkwardly on hold with the receptionist honestly i'll, I'll admit i don't find the waiting on hold awkward i find telling the receptionist what my problem is awkward even though they work in a doctor's <laughs> office so i like that part too uh i have used zocdoc to get rid of all kinds of dermatological problems and then foot problems and it really always lets me book an appointment either for the same day or the next day uh there are times where i even just use zocdoc because their websites or their app is better than my insurance company's website and i even have doctors where you can schedule online but the zocdoc one is faster it already has all my information saved and it's one less thing to remember so i'm a big fan i'm a big quality fan of zocdoc go to zocdoc.com rebound and download the zocdoc app for free then find and book a top-rated doctor today zocdoc.com rebound zocdoc.com rebound our thanks to zocdoc for their support of this show and for helping me get glass out of my foot that was a fun day fun mm. fun day i'm 100 percent in favor of no glass in your foot yeah, yeah. Strongly recommend. That's not that's not as bad as another thing I can think of, but I'm not going to talk about it. It's <laughs> not as bad as glass somewhere else, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, that, well that, in your other foot, that's in your other foot, at the same yeah, time, okay. in your other foot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, got it. Um, some, but Dan, I okay, think you had another up. thing you wanted to share. Dan, follow up. Uh, guess who's got a new trackpad? <laughs> oh, did you get it from? Was guy it from English? a listener? It was from a from a occasional guest, Guy English. Uh, who, had, <laughs> who has won the coveted Dan's best friend forever spot? <laughs> oh well, sorry, we both lost. You Lex. all tried. <laughs> I will be haunting him forever. Uh, mm. <laughs> anyway, a guy was very nice. He had an extra trackpad and he sent it to me. And uh, I, I was worried briefly when I plugged it in because it didn't immediately give me the option to like, like I thought it. You, in general, I thought with the lightning peripherals you plug them in and it pairs. But I noticed when I unplugged it. It still it wasn't like working wirelessly. It was only working when I had it plugged in, and I eventually realized it was because it had no battery. Uh, <laughs> so obviously it unplugged and it would die immediately. Uh, so sure. once it got charged up, it was working fine. But it said like it still says. Uh, I think I renamed it, uh, but it said when I plugged it in, obviously Guy English's trackpad, uh, which I enjoyed. <laughs> And was I would leave it I would have kept, kept it. I, I was tempted to do that. Guy I renamed it Guy's Old Trackpad. <laughs> oh, so, so that the police couldn't accuse you of anything. Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's it. clearly safer, says it is not his trackpad yeah. anymore. The, the Bluetooth police. 
<laughs> the Bluetooth police are terrible. Sometimes they, they show really up, are. sometimes yeah. they don't. Uh, sometimes they've got the wrong profiles installed. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm very glad to have a new trackpad, and it clicks delightfully and reliably. So, so two, yeah. of, two of the three uh, hosts of this podcast have now received free stuff from Guy English. <laughs> I've received because I'm, I'm recording this podcast with a pair of, with a pair of Beats headphones that guy gave me. Oh. Yeah, guys, in this weird mood where he's like giving like I complained on an episode of Biff that my PlayStation Five controller was drifting, <laughs> and he just bought me a controller and sent it to me with no mention. Was I received a box in a stack of boxes Man. and was going through them and opened it was like, did I accidentally buy a PlayStation controller? And then you later guys, on, I sure guy, don't have a playstation 5 or a macbook that's what i M3. said I, that's what i said on the podcast i said well i, I don't sure have don't. a playstation 5 i did not Boy, get one you yeah. i also don't have a rivian <laughs> just, mm. yeah, but you just gotta deposit me. on one of those yeah mm. who doesn't <laughs> i don't have a deposit on one <laughs> <laughs> if guy makes a deposit for you on a rivian you still have to buy the rivian you win some you lose some right uh anyway. speaking of winning things we have so many listener questions you guys wouldn't okay. believe one it. one thing we should talk about quickly before we get to listener questions um, please this because i think this is just funny that uh, a google witness accidentally <laughs> blurted <laughs> yeah. out oh that is funny that apple gets 36 percent. so now we know apple gets 36 percent of uh this the search income on safari so does that that doesn't give us a number, though. That just tells but us. We already I mean, have can, the number. I thought. Right. I think we, yeah. Well, you. The number was sixteen billion or something like that. I think that's what they. I thought it was still a range. I didn't think it was officially confirmed, but it was like we. So essentially, well, what we're no, saying is it's no, not sixteen. No, yeah, sixty was because it was the estimate that Apple gets is between sixteen and twenty billion, if I remember correctly. Right. So basically, it's paying Apple thirty-six, so about a third of its revenue from all ad searches in safari yes so unclear related ad we assume basically across all apple platforms right right which would mean that just on apple devices google is raking in 44 billion dollars a year or more which is also insane Yeah. yeah i mean somebody i don't know if somebody's already done the math on like because you know google is a publicly traded company i assume they have to disclose their revenues so did somebody do a math math on like how much what percentage of apple of google's revenue that is overall (laughs) kind of curious but it's kind of crazy uh well so google's advertising in the article google's advertising revenue was 224 billion in 2022 24 billion so it's not it's you know Certainly not the lion's share, but it's a you know it's a twenty percent. It's a, it's a recognizable a proportion. Twenty <laughs> yeah. percent at a minimum is coming from yeah. Apple devices. You, I mean, that's crazy. How do you? I don't know if you've been following this whole trial thing closely, but do you have feelings on like what what that might end up happening? Do you think anything's going to happen to Google as a result of this, or do you think they'll just sort of keep on doing what they're doing? I'm hard pressed to understand yeah. what law Google is breaking on this front when facebook also controls so many ads <laughs> like yeah. like the, it's well it's specifically I, antitrust about the buying double click in whatever the other one was right like i guess the question is is hmm. it is it still a, yeah. a huge a big enough percentage to matter it's i to me the question becomes um and i i don't i i my hunch is that nothing will happen <laughs> because that's what i always assume but i don't know um Google, I don't feel like is doing something that's illegal. I think it's not great, but it feels to me like nobody else is doing it as well. (laughs) And that's the scary thing, right? Like the same way that Google has an effective monopoly on search because nobody else can really compete. And I know that there's all those little upstarts that everybody likes, like uh, the one you can pay for from Kagi, is that how they pronounce it? And DuckDuckGo and Bing, but nobody wants to use any of those things because they all suck. (laughs) Well, A, I disagree completely. I use DuckDuckGo all the time, and I don't. Yeah, but you I can honestly, never find anything. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I find things all the time in my couch, mostly. But no, I mean, I don't. I I am when I go now that I haven't used Google in so long. When I go and use Google, I find it perplexing to use, and so it makes it harder for me to find things. Wow. Um, but, but occasionally, occasionally I'll use both. But I, it doesn't. I don't feel like my 
search capacity, you know, search ability has been limited in any way. Particularly. Right. I mean, I think the point of the case, you know, and I'm cribbing from an article too, is they're pointing out like the issue is that once it gets into a dominant position, does it do things that make it harder for everybody else to compete? Basically, is it do, taking anti-competitive actions by making deals and saying, you know, we're just going to keep reinforcing our position because like and making it harder and harder for for anybody to compete against them so i you know i don't know whether or not that's going to end up having an effect but you know it doesn't feel dissimilar obviously from the microsoft case which you can argue about whether or not it actually did what anybody intended um Mm -hmm. but you know i think there's there's probably a corollary there um so yeah i don't know i mean because they're making deals with apple but they make deals with other companies as well so are all those deals put together making it too difficult for anybody else to ever compete in that market? Um, so, I mean, that's the flip side of what you're saying, Lex, I think is like, yeah, they did it the best, but how did they get to that point? Is it just because they're better at it than everybody else? Or is it because they made it harder for everybody else? Yeah, that's the right question. I will say again, that I would, when I would, ar- I would argue with the, the best part of it. When I uh, search on... DuckDuckGo for my name, it, the first result is me, and it takes till the second result to see the other guy. So maybe I'll switch to... <laughs> that's that's my new determining yeah, switch, factor. Switch to the search engine <laughs> see, that likes see? you better. That's how you do it. <laughs> man, oh man. I might have to do this. I know I've, I've switched to DuckDuckGo <laughs> in all my browsers once, and then got annoyed and went back. But, I I might do it when, but, when, but when was that? Oh, years ago. Yeah. I've done the thing and I think recently. I think it's different. I mean, I think it's definitely different now. I think Google's gone downhill, and I think DuckDuckGo has gotten better. I think they actually both kind of still suck, but I agree like <laughs> that Google has gotten worse. Like, I did the thing for a while where um, you can set it to, uh, in, in the latest versions of Apple stuff, you can set separate search engines for private browsing and normal browsing. And I was curious, yeah. so I would like be able to open like a private. Which tabs. one finds porn better? <laughs> exactly. I saw where that was going. Um, <laughs> you but set I do it think up. I do think that there. I I do think DuckDuckGo. It certainly has a different philosophy, like, and it surfaces different results, as Lex was just pointing out. I don't know if that's better or worse, but I will agree that I think so much stuff has been tuned for SEO to Google that it has made it much harder right. to find certain things, yeah. like especially anything that's past a certain age like i sometimes i look for news stories and i want to find a news story about something that happened five years ago but if you put in certain keywords you're like okay it was some story about apple and google but it happened like five years ago and it was about this and it's like all yeah. i'm going to show you is a million articles for something that happened like a month ago and mm-hmm. it can be very difficult to figure out you know exactly what the thing is and plus there is just so much stuff that's tuned to like getting to the top of the rankings um you know right. I try to find find things that are fixed tech tech problems a bunch, and I end up with the same three hits, and none of them fix my problem. And it's like I, but I'm this isn't what I'm looking for. So uh, I think they're all going to have an interesting challenge as things like AI are getting potentially better or, or providing alternatives to search engines. I think that is probably where Google has the biggest risk going forward. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to try it. I already set my, my desktop safari to DuckDuckGo for you, Moltz. It's so, a one-week try. <laughs> it's on you. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's on Moltz. We, we do, like I said, we have a bunch of listener questions, but I feel like I feel like it's time to talk about Indochino for a minute first. Sure. Uh, no matter what's in your closet, Indochino makes it easy to keep your wardrobe fresh with looks made just for you, from suits and shirts to outerwear and more. Now's a good time to think about the looks in your wardrobe to see if it's time for a holiday refresh. Maybe you want to try some new trends or get some more dependable classics. Maybe you want more versatile and customized pieces. And for a limited time, you can shop Indochino's best prices of the year during their Black Friday event. Don't wait. Book your appointment now with sales starting in-store and online on November 6th. I own two Indochino suits. Dan owns one Indochino suit. And John owns one pair of Indochino pants. We have less and less clothing from Indochino as you go through those hosts (laughs) in that order. But we all like our Indochino stuff because it's all made to fit our respective bodies. And when you wear clothes that's made to fit you, man, you look and feel fantastic. I did it online and Dan did it in-store. It was great. You should have seen Dan's wedding. We all look so good. I also did it online just to round out, you know, the host. So. Don't miss Indochino's Black Friday event. The breast bi- the breast prices. The breast prices all year. They're titillating you guys. Oh, no. well, Don't if you, miss if you get a jacket, you need please, to know. Please fix that. 
Don't miss Indochino's Black Friday event. The best prices all year. Made for you suits start at just $349 and premium shirts start at just $49. Get more looks for less with Indochino's unbelievable bundles. Two suits starting at $749 and five shirts at $249. Give yourself countless customizable options with new styles and fabrics added throughout the sale. With new colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles, it's easy to create your fall look. Their unique process allows you to choose the exact customizations you want from buttons and vents to pockets and lapels. You say how you want it, and that's how they build it. So you can get blazers, pants, outerwear, and more designed and made for you. There are hundreds of high-quality fabrics to choose from, like quality European wools, linen, and cotton in a wide range of colors and patterns. Design a look personalized to your style and taste without the luxury price tag. Refresh your wardrobe with the best prices of the year, including... Nope. Refresh your wardrobe with the best prices of the year during Indochino's Black Friday event. Secure your appointment now with sales starting in-store and online on November 6th at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Our thanks to Indochino for sponsoring this show. It doesn't say to use a promo code, but feel free to try Rebound if there's one to put in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I don't know. Maybe they're not using one anymore. Uh, but promo code Rebound. Remember, Indochino, it's custom or bust Or bust Sorry, I thought we were doing it all together. <laughs> no, sorry. I thought we were not. <laughs> that uh, questions, questions, questions. Yitz wants to know, are you still using Safari tab groups? Are they more stable slash reliable now? I have never used them. They don't make sense in my brain. But I think you guys do, maybe? I use them. No. I use them quite a bit. Um, I tried them for a while, and I... I have not tried them recently. I could go back and try them again, but um, I couldn't. I they could they did not make sense for me. Either, oh, I, so. I'm a big fan of the tab groups. Mm-hmm. I use Look them this guy. pretty frequently. Uh, they are better than they were. They I had some problems with like stuff getting out of sync or behaving weirdly uh, when they first launched, but they've been pretty solid for me uh, in the last six months to a year. Um, so uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I don't know. I have. It's very easy for me. Like I've got a tech news one. I've got a D and D one. I've got a um, inconceivable one. I've got a clockwise one. The clockwise one I use every week because I can basically just save the tabs that when I want open when I'm doing clockwise, and then just close the window when I'm done, and they're all still there, which I love. So um, I've got it's other really ones. Interesting you're saying this because I could do it for the, this show, right? I open up three different tabs every week when we do the show, but I just open them because Safari auto completes them in the location bar. But I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think just, it's the same it's way that I don't put any me. of my email in yeah. folders because oh, I, don't do I can that. just search for them all. Yeah, no, uh, I totally yeah. hear what you're saying. Normally I would, but it's just like the idea of having a set there. My biggest complaint with tab groups is I wish that you could, um, shortcuts could see them. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like, because then I would automate some of this stuff even more, but shortcuts doesn't know anything about tab groups, which is annoying. Uh, Holger asks, are any of you interested in Humane's AI pin? Nobody answer, nobody answer. I'm going to guess for all three of us. I think my answer is no. I think Dan's answer is no, and I think Moltz's answer is no. How'd I do? I was right about me. You were right about me as well. Correct about me. (laughs) I I I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Feel free. Feel free. I don't want to talk about it. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Somebody got too much money, and it makes me mad. I think there is something to be said about another type of device. I don't think this is it, Um, but I, I, I don't know the. The idea of having... I hate that it's getting so much publicity. Oh, honestly. it doesn't surprise me at all because it's that weird well, kind of moonshot thing that like people love because, right. oh, see how innovative this is and totally different? It's like, yeah, but useless. Yeah, but different. Yeah, useless different. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. How would you put this up? Let me just... Let's let's get let's get fun for a second. How would you put okay. this up uh, in terms of... Versus like the Vision Pro? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the segue, but okay. Now, I'm thinking uh, about like the uh, two mo- the two devices that came out recently that I feel like have a lot of buzz around them and are not you know new category devices basically. Well, uh, I Vision, Vision Pro, I Pro. Think is is cool, and I would I would really love to try one at the very least. Um, I just it's way too expensive for me, so I'm probably not going to be able to to acquire one anytime in the near future. So um, this thing, I just I don't see the the utility of it for me at all particularly when you know some of their examples when they first <laughs> showed it were incorrect <laughs> providing incorrect answers uh vision pro although i like molt says i think it's too expensive and i'm hard pressed to see like a recurring use case that would be more than like watching movies <laughs> um yeah well that's the like, thing yeah it seems like it seems cool and clever and like it could potentially go places this seems like uh i don't know dumb <laughs> like like a product in desperate need to to want to have relevance but like this this is not it <laughs> fair enough yeah uh, i'm not buying it 
is the AI aspect of it even? I mean, I, I don't think there's. It's a fairly black box. How this doesn't it just use? I thought together. it used ChatGPT or something, doesn't it? I think it uses like, both yeah, ChatGPT and. But Bob. it also yeah. it also seems to me like that was tacked on at the end, like or much later in the development process because sure. when they first when they first showed it, they was like answer your phone with your hand, and and you don't have to have your phone with you. And it's this thing that's going to replace your phone. And then now it's like, hey, you can talk to an AI while you're walking down the street. Yeah, I don't know. Not it's... that I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I especially don't want it to talk to me, right? Like, I guess it mostly, like, is supposed to project stuff. But, like, I certainly don't want it to say anything out loud. <laughs> it seems weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. want anybody else hearing the embarrassing. Heard. It's not, I don't mm-hmm. want anybody else hearing the embarrassing things I'm asking my virtual assistant. I don't even like talking to Siri in public. How do you open a private window with AI on? It's on it's <laughs> it's worth it's worth a mention that um, ChatGPT's talk to it thing, where you can talk to it and it talks back to you. That is some creepily good synthetic voice. I don't work. need anybody to talk it's back insane. to me. I don't even like it's people insane. talking back to me. Mahir wants to know: uh, Do you collect pins for your bags or jackets? What's your favorite? Remember, James Thompson is a listener. Now you say that here, but you spelled favorite without James Thompson's preferred you. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. But do you can't like spell pin, you pins? without James? Tom- no, that's not right. <laughs> what has James Thompson sent me for free? <laughs> said, I think I have a pin or two that he gave me. Um, I have not received. I have not received a pin. You guys just aren't Same. as nice to people as I am. Same. Yeah, you also get to record audio that shows up in Peacock. Man, I'm jealous. I have I have some pins I've collected you know I've collected a million pins over the years. Um, some of my favorites are ones that I got in the Soviet Union in 1982 oh. that are very cool. And then I have a, a pin from which I got to track this down because I recently funny thing funny you should mention this. Um, I because I was traveling over the weekend and I thought I'm going to stick a couple pins on my my backpack. I don't know why I just decided to do it. And the two pins that I chose is I have a, a the Rebel um, Star Wars Rebel. Pin and and then I also made a bunch of pins that say I like Pike um, from Strange New That's Worlds. That's more of a button than a pin, though, right? That's a button. Well, okay, okay. but it's a very small button, okay. so it almost seems like a pin. <laughs> okay. What is yeah? When does a, how how small does a button have to be before it's a well? Pin? But I think of a pin as a different like an enamel pin, right? Where it's the like you get the little backing okay, and fine. you put it. All right, fine. Dan just... Dan is quibbling with my. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Pin nicking, nitpicking. I don't know how to say it. Uh, <laughs> You're pin pricking. <laughs> I, uh, as a kid, I collected pins. I really enjoyed them, and I had like a like a little, you know, like a not quite a corkboard, bulletin board type thing of them. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't really ever put them on anything. Um, I now have a selection of them, and I tend to mostly wear one in my lapel if i'm wearing like a jacket like a like a sports jacket or something to a con or a a blazer type thing um you know i have a little commonwealth one which you can buy by the way if you go to cotton bureau i sell uh commonwealth pins from my galactic cold war series um i've got a i think one or two pcalc ones i've got a handful of other ones at one point we did was it or someone else like i I had a sponsor on a podcast that made was like a pin making company and they sent us like like 10 pins or something some of which were kind of cute like they had like wizards or something um and i have an incomparable one too i think that i wear a robot that i wear sometimes so um i like them as like a little it's like i don't really do jewelry or accessories really so it's kind of like my one i was about to say piece of flair no uh it's my one like little concession <laughs> to that is i sometimes I okay here we go time. contest contest <laughs> On the on the rebound, who has the most flair? <laughs> I wear I wear a, a bracelet each day, not the same bracelet each day, but I rotate a couple of bracelets. Um, that's my flair. I really like the pins that uh, listeners Ian Knox posted in Discord, but I'm not a pin person. I uh, stickers I got into a little bit for my laptop, but pins I, I've just never done. When I get a pins pin, are like stickers that aren't. See, I'm thinking about getting more into pins because, like, I'm afraid. I'm still afraid of putting stickers on my laptop just because I don't want to try. Oh, I'm happy to put stickers on your laptop. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's also what I'm afraid of. I have a couple of those Apple ones because I got sent uh, or I got at WWC. They would give them to you, so I have a handful of those. Hmm. Uh, we have about eight thousand more questions, so okay. I'm just going to start plowing through them. Okay, uh, Joachim, I think is maybe how you say it. Uh, Joe Wickham says, listening to last week's episode, well, if it's this week's episode, um, when I'm listening to it, I guess. Anyway, about Dan's broken trackpad, do you use it on the left or right side of the keyboard? 
Okay. Uh, the broken I mean, one he doesn't use anymore. Yeah, right? that one's right out the window. Where do you use Guy Englishes? <laughs> because I think in Canada you have to use. Where do you use Guy Englishes old trackpad? Well, I have one on the left and one on the right. Clearly, um, <laughs> I I'm, I'm right-handed, so the right. I mean, night, I don't. I can't think of any track reason. Pad, night trackpad. <laughs> I can't think of any reason I would put one on the left. I feel. I actually okay. Oh, so I I have a reason why uh, because I have at, at my main workstation in my office. Um, I have a mouse on the right. And I have a trackpad on the left. That just makes you a monster. Um, and it's for, for repetitive stress. It's re- for repetitive stress stuff. Basically. Oh, you're, are you trying to cause more repetitive stress? Is that your move? You're no, gonna get in both. No, he does that switch, by no, I can podcast. switch back and forth. Dan, I'm cutting. I'm fifty percenting it. My, my <laughs> so I'm not doing both things at the same time. <laughs> but that, you, oh, you, you can mouse with your left hand though. If you were you, a you madness, pro. if you were yeah. a pro, John, if you yeah, really got were like a pro Mac user, you could do both at the same time. I mean. I don't have very much repetitive stress now, but like a long time ago, I had, <laughs> Talk to it me. was pretty bad. And so I got to the point where I, I had to use my left hand. So I get stressed repetitively on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's our recording time. That's the joke. I fixed that. that says. So in the last episode, Dan revealed this new podcast called Turning This USB-C Cable Around. What is it going to be about? <laughs> I think that that is a you're asking a lot of questions answered by the name of my podcast. <laughs> Mr. E-Man says, if you were forced to get a seven-character vanity license plate, what would you get? Uh, I let the record show that I'm staring at my old, old, old Pennsylvania license plates that were Mr. Lex. <laughs> um, but that's not seven characters. So I... I Does it have to be that. all seven characters? If you were forced to get a seven-character vanity license I mean, plate. Seven characters. I mean, I, I would always like... I mean, the thing that I always wanted would be NCC one. Yeah, I was going to say that, but, that popped uh, in my yeah. head, too. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that's not available in most states, unfortunately. Uh, what is that? That's that is the uh, the call sign of the USS Enterprise. Uh, mine Wait, Dan, you were mad that I don't know that? Number, I, guess, is I figured it somehow permeated even into your consciousness somehow, but I guess not. <laughs> not enough Star listen, Trek exposure. Uh, as an exercise for the listener, rewind and listen to the absolute disgust when he said, you're mine. Just listen <laughs> I to the disgust it. in Dan's I voice. It. I regretted it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was too mean. <laughs> oh, I, I felt real bad. I want you to know, like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, why did you put that much spin on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I was not guilty. actually hurt. I would go S X Y L E X Y. That would be okay. my seven characters. I had to type it out a lot. Uh, three two six three eight two seven. And you mean you mean L E L L E L? I didn't reference. I don't think I told that story on the podcast. You did not. I fixed it. But you can find it on Mastodon and see why my computer hates me. Josh wants to know what's the standard food items. What are the standard food items that are part of your Thanksgiving meal for your families? Complaining. Politics fights. <laughs> those are food. <laughs> oh, my bad. One can get one can get sustenance from those. Uh, stuffing <laughs> and turkey. Well, some sauce. people do, but sweet potatoes. <laughs> Your racist uncle does. My mother-in-law makes sweet potatoes with marshmallows, and then she mm. also puts. In, so I'm good with that. Then she puts in like ten pounds of Splenda, and it's just disgusting. Oh, no, <laughs> so, that's no. That's, my yeah. my uncle makes a sweet potato casserole. No marshmallows, but it has I think pecans, and it is got like a. I'm gonna say it's usually like maple syrup or something like that, and it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, Karen, Karen will make it with the with the, you know, marshmallows. For sure. This um, is called the uh, Senator Russell. turkey stuffing. Yeah. Stuffing definitely. Um, although I do like mashed potatoes, but it's got I've got to have stuffing. And what else? That's the kind of stuffing has long been <laughs> a sense of tension in our house. I do not want vegetables in the stuffing. I'm just gonna put that out there. No vegetables. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Well, onions. Yeah, you gotta have onions. very finely chopped onions would be fine. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't like fruits? celery. I don't like celery most. I like fresh celery sometimes, but I don't like celery in, in almost anything. I only like celery Same. cooked. I don't like the... Yeah, maybe in like soup is fine. But um, I would never intentionally in, yeah, eat I don't celery. like celery and stuffing. Um, but I always wanted I always wanted sausage stuffing. <laughs> Karen never wanted sausage stuffing. And then she was always... She was extolling the virtues of oyster stuffing. Because her mom made oyster stuffing, I and one year we went to we went to their house and had I had oyster stuffing for the first time and was not a fan. Oh, I did oyster I do stuffing. Like, as I a like hobby oysters, for a while. but I do not like oyster stuffing. Uh, yeah, we traditionally had let's see, turkey, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes. Um, I'm not a huge cranberry sauce guy. Karen, Karen just Mine, Karen loves all kinds of cranberry sauce, but absolutely has to have the kind out of a can oh, yes that's the only kind i'll eat is the kind out of oh, a can. my mom my mom makes fresh cranberry sauce and it's really good in fact last year we yeah. had both my parents and my in-laws 
over for Thanksgiving, and my father-in-law was like continually raving about my mother's cranberry <laughs> sauce to the point where I think his wife was giving him mean looks or something. Um, uh, yeah, but I don't know. My I, my wife every year says the same thing. She's like, I actually don't like Thanksgiving food that much, and she's like, I don't know what we have. We should just have ham instead. And it's like I like ham, but. I don't know. I feel I do feel like some of the sense of tradition. I kind of I do like Thanksgiving food. So. I'm sure I've said this on this podcast, or at least turning this car around a thousand years ago. But my birthday tends to always be very close to Thanksgiving, and I never liked turkey growing up. So my mom would often end up making a Thanksgiving duck for me as well because I freaking love oh. duck. Well, duck is great. Oh, uh, nothing wrong with that. With, I'll go to my yeah. in-laws for Thanksgiving almost every year because we live eight minutes away. And like when she does turkey, if there's like some giant ass turkey leg in there, <laughs> the ass turkey leg is the most important part of the turkey leg. But I like that. Like that's exciting. But the rest of the turkey, I just don't care. Dark, about. dark meat dark. is superior to white meat. Can we all agree? Or is there going to be discussion about this? There's going to be discussion. With turkey, oh I would agree. God. I like meat. both. Uh, I like I like both. But, um, but I, yeah, I like both. <laughs> okay. So you like the, the good turkey meat and the turkey meat with no flavor is what you're saying. <laughs> so i'm gonna keep plowing through questions hidden jester okay. says if josh is going to ask about standard food items it only makes the rest of us want to know more what if any non-standard food items are part of your thanksgiving 30 pin dock connector chargers ipod socks bad ram chips molts liberated from an old performa i don't know that that question needs answers but i appreciate the question yeah i take i take great umbrage at that non-standard i don't know that's tricky uh i'm not sure that yeah. we have any that are like really not standard pies how do you guys feel about pies what are your thanksgiving pie flavors or are you not I, a pie? Pumpkin i'm the all only the one i'm apparently the only one in the household who absolutely loves pumpkin pie what same i, I well, do not like oh, pumpkin god pie. i love, I love pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie yeah yeah guys what let's you, get together and have a pumpkin yeah, pie party. I, yeah that was my thought and it sounds great <laughs> let's do that um that's not pies, a euphemism right <laughs> i only recently started to appreciate i was not a person who liked nuts in things growing up but i like recently I come don't. around and uh i have to say i had some I've had some very good pecan pie. Uh, was yeah, not my I thing. Don't, I don't think but, pecan pie. I can't do pecan pie. Yeah, I'm with I'm with. Molson I'm sure well. it's very good, um, but I, it's I have a. <laughs> I just pecant. Uh, <laughs> we have a, a two parter from here. Part one is Lex and John. Did you know that Dan is a gent and a gem of a person? I knew that. Did you know that, John? <laughs> I had a pretty good idea. <laughs> then his follow up is to celebrate Dan and Diwali. I would like to give away one copy of Dan's new book, All Souls Lost, to any listener with a U.S. mailing address. First listener to send me a message on thread slash Instagram to at Riffola, R-I-F-F-O-L-A, gets the copy. Or find me in other places, yeah. such as Discord or Mastodon, etc. The lucky recipient can thank Dan for being awesome. I got a little uh, backstory from Mahir. Uh, I believe that at least at one time, Mahir was, and maybe still now, Mahir was the only person to have a signed copy of All Souls Lost, a signed hard copy of All Souls Lost. That is and, uh, still true as of now, because what happened, the background to this is, I have a thing on my website where you can ask for a signed book plate. And I had been starting doing this when I did the Galactic Cold War series, and I had some printed up that had the Galactic Cold War like logos on them. Um, and so I would send those out. Uh, Mihir was the only person to request one for All Souls Lost, and I didn't have an appropriate book plate for it. Uh, and of course, knowing it was me here, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send him a signed copy of the book. So I sent him a signed <laughs> so copy sweet. of the book because like, nice. he was the only person nice. to request one. So, yeah. um, so I, that I assume is why his, his other version is getting passed on, which is great. It's very generous of me here. So thanks for passing that along. Um, and then, uh, Two more questions, one of which maybe we'll decide to punt to next week because it could be a topic all its own. Yit says, I have a 120-page novella that I wrote like 20 years ago. It's in need of a lot of editing. Would you recommend running it through GPT-4 Turbo to do some preliminary editing, or is that well beyond the limits of current AI? It is exactly within the limits of AI. Um, I, that's pretty long. Uh, ChatGPT-4 would let you upload the doc if you did it in a planar format. And uh, it, can do a, it can do a pretty decent job of telling you what your grammatical issues are. So but that said, yeah. as always I with would, those things, I keep a close eye on it because there are things that computers don't always get right. And some of it is a matter of oh, style sure. choices too, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So, as a first pass, I think that's probably, and I, I, would, I would just I would review it. it. But yeah. I, I would also be careful about the licensing stuff. Like <laughs> right. make sure that mm -hmm. the, that doesn't suddenly become, the, become their, I property. do it for work emails quite a bit. 
um, if I'm just because my thing is sometimes if I'm thinking too fast and I can't keep up when I'm typing, <laughs> that I'll like skip a word or I'll use the wrong word or something. And so, sorry, I was what, picturing Lex at an interview for a job, and they're like, "What would you say is your biggest weakness?" Like, sometimes I'm <laughs> too fast. <laughs> um, but so when I'm doing the, what my instructions to ChatGPT on this front are like. I only want explicit absolute errors or word misuses. I'm not looking for any style points. I'm not looking for any opinions. I want objective. These are fuck-ups in the writing. And it, it can do that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, ZM Knox has a question about smart home stuff and how much we have set up on our houses and what devices. But uh, I guess we could just do it now. Uh, Molts, you have basically none, right? <laughs> no, well, not exactly. I do have a light switch thing. I had two previously, um, and they both died. I forget the brand name. It was like it was a fairly cheap one that I got off of Amazon. And then I got the... I think it's the way. What is it? Waymo. Way. Mm. Anyway, I got those. <laughs> I got one of those, which worked very nicely the last time we all went away. Um, and so far, no complaints. And then I have the the cameras, of course. Uh, which, you know, like like I've said, I think they work okay. Sometimes it depends on whether you know. I I can't decide if it's my router or if it's the 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 cameras themselves. Lately, it's been pretty good. I was uh, in. Florida and while uh, Karen and Hank were still here and I was getting lots of notifications about people going in and out of the house. <laughs> so that worked fine. We've got uh, a bunch of Nest thermostats, probably six smart light bulbs. Um, use the ring doorbell and ring alarms and ring cameras. I want Amazon to know what's happening all over my house at all times so they can mm, tell nice. local authorities. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of smart speakers. Um, I'm pretty smart. I'm oh yeah, house. I got the home. I got the home pod. I guess that counts too. Yeah, I, I think Dan's maybe the most. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, let's probably. see. I've got an Ecobee, um, with some sen- external sensors. I've got a big home pod in my office. A home pod mini in the kitchen. Uh, smart, a decent number of smart lights and smart switches. Um, and a couple other sensors like a Eve um, temperature sensor stuff. Um. I think if I oh, got yeah, some smart switches here too. I, yeah. My favorite, my favorite reason to have a smart switch because I have them yeah, in Wemo. a couple different Wemo, places to say because like in rooms where kids constantly leave the lights on, I can just notice that it's on and tell a speaker to turn it off. And then in my bedroom, I can have the oh. good light on and get into bed and then tell the speaker to turn off the light. I like that. I did oh, install. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Maybe I'll tell this in the bonus episode the fight that we had about the. I did install a <laughs> the, the night. Yeah, switch. that's I like a bonus episode tease. That's yeah. good. I did install a smart doorbell recently, but I turned off almost all the smart features because I, it may, they make me kind of uncomfortable. But the problem is one of our doors does not have a doorbell, and on like it was basically on Halloween. I was like, we're not going to get any kids coming to our door if we don't have a doorbell. So I happened to have one sitting around that I had bought a while back and never installed. So I just slapped it up because it's essentially just a wireless doorbell. The end. And we like to end on by by the barking of the dog upstairs. That's the end of the show. No one can hear the dog except you, Moltz. It was a phantom dog. You're going to have to put that in your post. (laughs) It'll be me barking like a dog.